3: We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs.
2: We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become?
0: Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2.
2: Play it now with Game Pass. So why would you fight Hey, good morning,
0: to... welcome back. Our Facebook question today on the Donna and Steve show is, what has your pet stolen or hidden? That'll be mm-hmm. fun. We'll get to that coming up at eleven fifteen today when Bradley Trainer joins the show. I'm so excited.
2: This is I'm gonna really be excited. great,
3: Donna. No, 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 no. You should be excited. Okay, Bradley Trainer's coming in uh, next segment, and he is also going to be. Co- uh, he'll be running. He will be hosting the Throwback Thursday Music Trivia, where Donna is in the hot seat answering questions about music trivia from years gone by. Yep. I have uh, seen the questions today. And they're they're difficult.
0: Oh, they're no. Difficult. Really?
3: I created them. And they're difficult. They, oh. they are... Some weeks I'm like, this is going to be a total breeze. Other times I'm like, you know what? Uh, she might have a little difficulty. The good news is you haven't gotten a single question wrong yet in the calendar year of 2020. Will her undefeated streak continue? And I've already heard some people via letters and calls... Ask if she gets one wrong today, would it count in the official record book since it is a guest host of the show? I've reached out to the home office in Uzbekistan <laughs> and uh, waiting to hear back. So okay,
0: all right, cool, cool. I'm real excited. 11:15 nice. coming up to here in just a few minutes. In the meantime, 11:30. 11:30. Yes. Sorry. That's okay she was
3: on
2: uzbekistan
3: time (laughs) yes thank you and it is very quirky and people are surprised when they find out that we're just 15 minutes off from them (laughs) it's really bizarre
0: that's funny i was Uh, just gonna see if we could see what time it is in uzbekistan right oh i'm sure
3: we can let's figure it out may as well
0: clock add ooze i'm gonna go straight to oo yeah Yeah, it doesn't show up
3: no oh please come on This has to. How
0: do you spell it? What time is it
3: in Uzbekistan? What time is it in Uzbekistan? Ulaanbaatar,
0: Mongolia. Okay.
3: 9.05 p.m.
0: Oh, p.m. Yeah,
3: just so you know, pro tip, you don't even have to go to a world clock. Just type into Google, what time is it in, Okay. and then anywhere in the world, it'll tell you.
0: Okay, so it's 10 hours ahead of us.
3: If you're listening in Uzbekistan... And who's to say you're not? We have listeners all over South America, China. We haven't heard from Jing Lai in a while. Weather. (laughs) Also, a question for you if you're listening in Uzbekistan, Uzbekistan. uh, What's it like there?
0: (sighs) These are legit questions. Anyway, we digress.
3: You love Eugene Levy.
0: I definitely love him in Sheets Creek.
3: Well, you will like, there's a full video. Gosh, I think the whole thing is about 10 minutes long. Saw this on Rolling Stone. The Newport Beach Film Festival, obviously, could not be held in public this year. So the event organizers, instead, decided to do something kind of fun, and they did this with the help of uh, a broadcast on Pop TV, and they surprised Eugene Levy. They wanted to give him the Lifetime Achievement Award, and so they thought, we'll do it like kind of via video conference. And then they said, well, we've got a surprise. Uh, we're not the only ones who wanted to congratulate you. But there are a couple other friends who also uh, wanted to say a few words. And then it goes into this 10-minute, essentially, uh, tribute video to him from various people. Now, two that you will hear from, including cast members from Bleeps Creek. They're on this as well. But the two that you'll hear from are his uh, longtime pals... Steve Martin and Martin Short, who pop up probably four different times in this tribute video, <laughs> keeps bouncing back, which is really cool for the video. It's not like you hear four minutes from Martin Short, it's 10 seconds here, 15 here, eight seconds with this guy, 30 seconds okay. with that girl. Here's Steve Martin and Martin Short uh, toasting Eugene Levy.
1: But you know, Eugene, you're special because you are a person. <laughs> you know, I see people all the time on the streets. <laughs> Sometimes in crowds, sometimes alone, and I think Eugene could be walking down that street. He is a person. He's a person, too. And I happen to know that the
2: Newport Beach Film Festival wanted to give this to a person. has <laughs> become this absolute living legend. Um, Eugene, I
1: was telling everyone how you've become this living legend.
3: It's just, and then it's uh, his son, uh, is it Daniel. Daniel Levy, mm-hmm. his son, a yep. uh, fellow co-star and co-creator of Bleep's Creek. Uh, he is featured throughout. Angela Harris, uh, his former co-star from SCTV. He, Martin Short, Angela Martin, and a few others, John Candy, I believe, for a time, um, were in SCTV, this Canadian improv sketch comedy group and television show. And I think uh, Catherine
0: O'Hara was also. Catherine O'Hara, yes, yes.
3: Yep. And, of course, she op- she's opposite him in Bleep's Creek as well. But it's really, it's just sweet, and it's fun. And so many people just talk about his kindness and uh, how sweet of a guy he is and how much Aww. of a professional he was on set there and just really took the acting. And I, I think he said, like, we don't want to play this for laughs, Bleep's Creek. He was like, we'll play it as it's written. And he knew that it would result in laughs, but he didn't yes. want an extra ham up everybody's lines all the time to try to hit you over the head with it. Chris Elliott, his Bleeps Creek co-star, appears with the longest, thickest white beard you've ever seen. It puts David Letterman's to shame. It's really something.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, on that note... That's great, Steve. Thanks for bringing that. I don't care for Chris Elliott, and I think that I'm kind of like, how does he squeeze into all these shows?
3: See, I think he's very funny. You I think do? he was a former writer for David Letterman, and I actually got to know him from him showing up on The Late Show, and he would have some very funny bits, because he was a writer, I think, and then would come back after a while and just do some very funny appearances. Um, yeah, I, I remember think him just... on
0: David Letterman. I didn't think he was good on David Letterman either. Oh. Like, he lived, like, underneath the stairs. Of the, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> that that, yeah, that's all of it. that's funny. stupid so stupid. Um, I, I just don't like his character on sheets creek by here. the way donna I, said it. I know that you're about
3: to get to something but in yes. case we run out of time here i right here
0: have my gift
3: have your gift my daughter just brought it up to my Ooh. palatial closet studio um and i have it right here in my hand oddly enough donna i'm gonna be in bloomington i'm about to drive to bloomington right now oh are um,
0: you stopping by
3: uh no i'm not gonna have time but you could stop by where i am if you want to pick okay. it up
0: Yes, I would love to. Text me.
3: I'll text you. What do you That'd
0: have? That'd be great. Um, so I just saw this headline about Jason Derulo, who's super thirsty, and I don't know why, because he really doesn't have to be. <laughs> right. Um, you know, he was in that Cats movie that came out last year. Yes. He played Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> He legitimately thought that the movie was going to change the world.
3: No, he didn't.
0: In a good way. He says, for the longest time, I was trying to figure out what would be the perfect first role for me. And Katz had checked all the boxes. And he thought it was going to change the world. He said, even when I saw the trailer, I got chills down my spine. Dude, did we see the same trailer? (laughs) (laughs) That was really...
3: I know, but comical
0: and terrifying
3: if you see yourself in it though and you're an actor and you're looking for your breakthrough role and this could put me you're going to view that through rose colored glasses I think
0: you're right I think you're right you're right I know I'm right that was a funny headline so I wanted to throw that into our movie talk here Um, in the meantime would you like to hear the theatrical version of the Netflix Hmm. ta-dum yeah okay here it comes great
2: Whoa.
3: isn't
0: it
3: that was exciting yeah it i like any of that like me too that's a batman vibe to me
0: yes i agree anyway uh we don't have time for this but i came across a list of the best sports movies of all time since we don't have uh, a lot of sports going on right now we should save this for tomorrow
3: movie. when i'm back you know i like sports movies
0: Okay, I'll save it for you, but I will link it up. It's already linked Great. up, actually, at mytalk1071.com. Goodbye. We'll see you later. Bradley um, Trainer
3: will be coming in. Bless you. Good luck with we'll Throwback Thursday music trivia at eleven thirty. Donna,
0: thank you, Steve. I'll give you a full report tomorrow. I'll text time. you about meeting up with you. Um, also, we're going to get to our Facebook question. That is our survey for today. Um, what has your pet stolen or hidden? We'll get to some of your answers up next on my talk 1071. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to The Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 107.1 Everything Entertainment. Steve Patterson had to leave a little bit early today, so we are joined by Bradley Trainer from The Colleen and Bradley Show from noon to three. Hey, Brad. Hi. Thanks for joining us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me this early in the morning. It's not really that early.
0: I'm like, isn't it lunchtime? Ollie? I'm
1: already sit. I mean, I'm I'm usually where I am anyway. So really, you know, it's no skin off my notes, Donna, for you, the oh, world.
0: Oh, thank you. It is time for this segment we call According to a New Study
2: studies have shown that medic- studies have shown that the microbi- several long-term studies have shown they've
0: studied the studies several scientific studies have shown and here with their findings are study buddies the perfect nerd couple
2: donna and steve
0: i'm donna and he's bradley Hi filling there. in for hmm. steve hey do we thought to, it would be do fun. i have to be steve uh no please don't
1: okay That's i'm gonna to wear be. less cologne
0: Thank you. You noticed that too, huh?
1: Well, not anymore because, of course, he's not in the building. But when he was, man, you could smell Steve in the hallway.
0: You could smell him coming from, I don't know. Like the
1: cafeteria.
0: You really can. And that's very far and on a different floor just for listeners understanding. He's
1: always well perfumed.
0: Yes, he is. And he's proud of it. Anyway, that's not why you called Here's the deal. Um, we thought we would take a, a survey of our own today. Oh. And since you are a pet owner, and I am a pet owner, we thought it would be fun to find out what your pet has stolen or hidden from you. Has this happened with your little Wheezy at all?
1: Yes. Um, although she's not really a big hide or stealer. She... She is oddly not, she doesn't get into as much, you know, that sort of classic dog trouble where, right. you know, you show up uh, after a long day at work and everything is in smithereens on the floor.
0: Yep. Oh, well, that's good. She's just a little gal, right? Yeah. What, do you, what do you got there? What is she?
1: <laughs> what do you got there? She <laughs> what is, is what they call a cavapuchon, which, oh, is, whoa. which is a fancy word for mutt. Um, but she is a mix of a ca- she's actually half cavalier, and then a half uh, or a a mix of bichon poodle. So her dad was a cavalier, her mom was a bichon poodle mix.
0: Whoa, okay, no, it's and she's way adorable. too fancy. She
1: is not that fancy. Trust.
0: She's super adorable. She's a little she little rug Steal socks.
1: She used to when she was a uh, when she was a tiny little pup. She used to run around with our socks or flip flops. Oh my God, so cute. Uh,
0: So we asked this question on our Facebook page and we got some really interesting answers. Erin said that her old cat, James, love the name, by the way, would steal pens and pencils right out of your hand and then would steal them from drawers when they weren't home. So Aaron would accuse her son of taking all the pens that she just bought, and he would swear up and down that he didn't take them. Uh-huh. And then one day, when they were rearranging the living room, they moved the entertainment center and found over hundred oh and fifty pens and pencils. Yeah,
1: that's that fun. is a klepto of the first order.
0: Totally. No, this is funny because when I was growing up, my sister had a ferret named Ozzy.
1: Ozzy the ferret.
0: Ozzy the ferret, and I was in high school. My dad um, had his boss coming over. Now, this ferret, I should mention. The ferret used to just take anything, keys, and then run across the room, go under the couch, and had a pile of things that he stole. And one day, I am talking to my dad. His boss comes over, and as his boss is standing at the door to our kitchen, Mm Ozzy starts running across the kitchen with a giant maxi pad in his oh, mouth. Oh no. And I was like You don't mortified. want that. No. And I was like well luckily it was pulled out of a box.
1: Well, <laughs> not <the competition. laughs> Thank you, out of a person.
0: <laughs> I was so mortified yeah. cuz of course I'm like 14 years old and I'm just like oh god this is so Oh that would be so
1: embarrassing. That's like you've heard other you we've also heard stories of dogs <laughs> running off with other items have we not you know what i yes. mean yes personal mm-hmm. items mm-hmm.
0: you got it yep. i know <laughs> um andrea says her new puppy keeps going into the closet and stealing her UGG house slippers
1: oh my god that's hilarious he's just
0: a little puppy running around with big fluffy uh, slipper in his mouth i think
1: it's all so dogs cute. start ste- like you know they all dogs start at the same level like they're all stealers thieves and chewers right and then I don't know when it is, but at some point in their youthful development, some dogs will continue to be that way, and then some dogs just grow out of it, it seems like.
0: I think it's also how they're trained and also what breed they are. Oh, sure. I bet there are certain breeds
1: that are, like, very shifty.
0: Right. And I think those would be the hunting and retrieving dogs would probably be more prone because it's in their. Um, We do have a call coming in. Kate is on the line. Let's go to the phone. Hi, Kate. Morning, Kate. Okay, I just turned
4: you on and started listening to you. I'm a dog walker, and we're walking along, and I listen to you every single day. Oh, thank you. I I have a funny story. Okay, so this is an honest God truth. Um, Years ago when my children were little, we always had little critters besides dogs and cats, and we had a hamster named Ralph. And um, the children were little, and my son had a very small bedroom, and it was kind of messy a lot. And one day, Ralph went missing. He thought he went under the sink and found some little hole and left. Several months later, maybe three, four months later, I'm cleaning out my son's closet. And Uh in that closet lived Ralph. He had taken this and shredded it and put it his my son's shoe. We had the small dog, and the he, would, he had a whole pile of dog food in there, and then at night he would go drink water from the dog's dish. And this is no lie. It's the funniest story ever.
1: Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> adorable. Yeah,
4: this is a true story. I mean, I tell people, and they go, yeah, right. But <laughs> it really happened. So That is so that adorable. Is and so how cute. happy
1: the whole family must have been.
4: Oh, my God. Yeah, my <laughs> kids were little, and when they finally realized Ralph was still around <laughs> We didn't know what happened to him, and there he was.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That is so cute. Yeah, yeah, see, it? It's so... just in their nature. Know, um, thank you, you for a... sharing that. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. You, too. Yeah, Thanks. no, they, Bye.
1: they'll find their way.
0: They'll find. They always do. They... Oh, my God. There's so many great stories that we're not going to be able to get to, but if you're interested or you have a story you want to share, go to our Facebook page for sure. What were you going to say, Do Brian? you have
1: a puppy thief?
0: I don't. I really don't. Um, The one thing he did do when I first got this guy was he unwrapped a present that was like this soft lunchbox, and inside was chocolate-covered raisins.
1: Ooh. Bad mix. So he ate the entire thing. I had to bring him
0: to the emergency vet. So now I doggy-proof my house just to make sure I don't have stuff laying around. Anyway, when we come back, it's uh, Throwback Thursday Music Trivia. Are you ready, Brad? I am so
1: excited. I have the questions in hand. Are they questions? Yeah, they're questions.
0: <laughs> they're questions. Let's see if I could win today. Coming up next. Oh, welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. I lied. Steve had to leave early, so in his place is the lovely and talented Bradley trainer. Hi. Hi! Thanks for being here. This is gonna be very exciting because you are gonna host Throwback Thursday Music Trivia. You ready?
1: I'm so excited. Let's
5: rewind, shall we? Shall we? Donna and Steve present Throwback Thursday! We need to go back in time. We gotta go old school. Any questions about the old days?
2: Why yes there are. It's time for Steve Patterson to quiz longtime radio disc jockey Donna Valentine on old school tunes. Well, this just sounds like a blast to
1: me. Steve,
2: watch you throw it back, yeah.
1: All right, I'm going to throw some stuff back in time. I don't know. Um, I'm not a music person, so I'm very curious to see how well uh, we do this together, Donna.
0: Okay, me too. All
1: right. um, Are are you ready? Okay. Okay, we're ready. Dateline 1964. Oh, boy. This group recorded Baby Love written and produced by Motown's main production team, Holland Dozier Holland. The song went on to be the group's first UK number one and second US chart topper. It was also their second of five songs in a row to go to number one in the United States. Name the group.
0: Okay, my landline's ringing. Um, I think this is Diana Ross, but I gotta really think about the the group she was in. Baby love, my baby.
1: You have to love. think about the group.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, Diana Ross was in the group. What?
2: <gasps> what? It's a type of pizza that has everything on
1: it.
0: Thank you, Rob. Um, it is a type of pizza that has everything on Are it. Are
1: you being intentionally <laughs> obtuse right now, woman? Like I don't Yo, know you. You don't know. Okay.
0: But you know. But I know it's Diana Ross's group, right? The sh... The. <laughs> uh, no. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you have brain farts. So You're not easy. allowed.
2: I'm. As a I gay get person, all the time I'm in the world. Offended. Okay, just
1: okay. So, how about I give you a hint?
2: Okay, I thought <laughs> that was going to be obvious.
1: Apparently, your hint was not obvious, Rob. <laughs> it's a
0: kind of pizza with everything on
1: it. Pizza with every yeah. What do you call that? With the pepperonis and the green peepers and you the- call it sausage, and onions, not an everything, the everything pizza. pizza. How about
0: I got <sighs> Diana Ross, so I know I'm on the right. Diana Ross and the. Sh-
1: Okay, how about this? It has two <laughs> syllables. One is okay, what I'm going to do to you in a court of law <laughs> for not knowing this answer correctly.
0: Sue me. Yes! Yes!
1: And then. Sue. The... Sue me. And then uh, when a baby <laughs> arrives earlier than expected. Oh, that's good.
0: Pre. Yeah. Uh, yes! Sue the supreme. Yeah. Woo, <clears throat> All right, all right. I don't need to be like chastised. <laughs> yes, you do. During the game, I need help. Woman. Oh, uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Okay. Oh, that's called a supreme, huh?
1: <laughs> what know. do you call it?
0: I don't know the. Garbage truck pizza?
1: Is that what they call it in Newger- New Jersey? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't want to talk Maybe about. Maybe you should it read. dig uh, <laughs> out one of those old Readers Digests.
0: Oh, <gasps> how dare you! <laughs> Readers Digest is a fine magazine. It is.
1: It is. We it's we poked a good fun publication. at your um, collection, which. Delightfully. Is not Is that in a bedroom? Where is that? It's
0: in my bedroom here. Okay.
1: All right. So anyway. when you're not doing something else, like answering these questions, you can go back to your Reader's Digest. Are you ready for another one? Yes. All right. Dateline, 1980.
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> Four masked robbers broke into this singer's New York house and proceeded to steal hi-fi equipment and paintings after tying the musician up. It was reported that one of the intruders had been humming his hit. I saw the light. Name the singer. Poor mass Robbers, the, singers, I New York House.
0: That's not Ace of Base. I saw the sign. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was doing. Oh, oh my gosh, boy. I saw the light. I'm gonna need. If you don't a know hit.
1: the Supremes. I don't know how you're gonna get this, but we'll try to hint this.
0: Rude. um okay um for robbers new york the year was 1980 is this a rock person or a pop person
1: hey rob can you help uh, you know this guy i think I, he's I, actually oh, would
2: be Nona? known he would be known in both genres uh i believe i think he was mm, no different guy not going to give you that clue i'll think of another one
1: maybe how about okay. I know Donna? He's an American multi instrumentalist.
0: <laughs> Ooh, an American multi instrumentalist. Um, okay, so let me think of people. Prince would have been a multi, but he didn't live in New York City. His name is as not Prince. I know. That is correct. Um, what if I'm I told
1: you that in. Uh, let's see, he got frequent airtime on classic rock stations and the 1983 single Bang the Drum All Day.
0: Okay, this is T t-rex no t-rex is the band that's
1: bang a gong get it on what's that (laughs) god between the two of us we are trash (laughs) do you remember the song hello it's me no this is 1980 i should know this first name is um let's see
0: sounds like
1: married to well, the first name, also the name of the now ex-husband of Sarah Palin.
0: I don't know who that is. What? How do you <sighs> think she's married to a dude?
1: Rhymes, oh. Rhymes. oh,
0: sorry. I was thinking Sarah Paulson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what did you think? She was a lesbian? Wrong wrong, Sarah. Um, Come on,
0: you can do better Sarah... than Sarah Palin.
1: Her ex-husband, do you remember what his name was? Bob. No. Bob! What were you going to say, Rob?
2: Uh, his first name rhymes with Rod.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: Oh, okay. Rod.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Rhymes Dod. R- Rhymes with Rod. Wait, what did you say, Donna? Dodd. No, <laughs> a little, a little uh, aspirate Pod. the D on that Dodd.
0: Dodd. Doby Just.
1: <laughs> it's the letter
2: after S in the alphabet. <laughs> Todd. Oh, oh God, it's Todd a...
0: Rundgren. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my god, how did you know that?
0: Because you said Todd. I mean you gave me the Todd. See, I just need a oh little god. hint.
1: You literally teeny... got all the way from not knowing Todd to Todd Rundgren? <laughs> Good for you. Thank
0: you. See, You're it's fun. Okay. Far
1: smarter than I would have been. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna give you a hint on Rundgren. Do
0: you know who Todd I is? I have zero idea.
1: I told oh, okay, you I was love horrible.
0: Alright. Yeah, but then you chastised me over Diana Ross, which I think is I know, but absolutely I mean, that is just
1: shameful. All right. Okay. You want to do another Date one? Line.
0: Yes. Dateline,
1: 2002!
0: Okay, I'm not good in the 2000s because I was living in
1: the country world uh, of music. That yeah, explains a lot. Okay, this singer pleaded guilty to threatening drinkers at the Prince of Wales pub in London in January of this year. The former 1980s pop star had turned to the bar with a starting pistol after being... Ref- What's a starting pistol? I don't, know. I don't know. After being refused entry, he had also thrown a car alternator through the window of the pub. Name the singer.
0: Okay, so 2002, the singer was found guilty for threatening these... People at the pub?
1: At the Prince of Wales pub in London, and that was January of 2002. After being refused entry. I don't know why he was refused. You would totally know this person. I feel like you were probably a fan. Not in the early 2000s, though.
0: Is it a rocker? A
1: I am rocker? a horrible genre knowledge person. I don't know no, that I would call go to him... Rum. I guess a rocker?
2: This is more of like, his big hit was more poppy. Or pop? Poppy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, this story does not ring a bell, so I'm going to need it, a hint, Bob.
2: So, Would it, it, maybe we should just say the name of the song.
0: Yes. That yes. he's known for.
2: And see if you know yes. that. Okay. Do you remember the song, Goody Two Shoes?
0: Yes, Adamant Final.
2: Yeah!
1: Ooh.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Woo!
0: Such a great song! I was a huge Adam Ant fan. I used, uh, fan. I used to paint my face like Adam Ant and go to the roller rink.
1: Did you really? Yep. See, I I kind Tense. of felt like that was your era, maybe. Right.
0: Yeah, the eighties. Yeah, the eighties. What I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do we have one more?
1: We do. Dateline, yes. 2014. Oh boy. Rude. The debut single by this Canadian band was at number one on the U.S. Singles Chart. It became the ninth best selling song of 2014, with global sales of 8.6 million units. And it won the Juno Award for Single of the Year.
0: Okay, so it's a Canadian person or band, did you say?
1: Take a listen. Ooh. It's a band to the song As It Plays Here.
0: Okay. Yeah, and then the whole Mary Me, Marry Me." Um, all right, D gonna need a hand.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, how about this?
0: I know they're. I know it's a Canadian band now because I think you have to be Canadian to pick up a Juno Award. Thank you. Yep,
1: Canadians, and the name of the band—it's one word with an exclamation point—and it involves something that our good friend. David Copperfield would know a thing or two about.
0: Okay, so he, uh, like, there's abracadabra. No, that's there's early. magic. Yes! Magic? You there got you it! final, yeah, yeah, yeah! How does she do it? I don't know, guys. I don't know how I do it.
1: I mean, you literally are undefeated. I know. I was worried. I
0: oh, Brad. Especially with the Thank Supremes.
1: You. My Lord.
0: I, I was going to get it. If you stopped harassing me. Oh, anyway, oh, thank you. Fault. You did such a great job. Both thank of you guys. You, thank, you. thank you. It was really Rob, Undefeated. man. straight
1: Ready to go, uh, Donna. Continues.
0: Thank you. Have these guys had another hit or no? that's
2: Oof.
1: that I know of. Magic? I didn't even know.
0: Yeah, I would have never gotten that, but I do like the song. It's poppy. Anyway, um, Brad, when we come back, can we find out what you are watching these days? Would sure. you mind sharing?
1: Absolutely. <gasps>
0: God and then I'll tell you what I'm watching I'll show you mine if you show me yours Uh, coming up next on my talk 1071 okay we're back Donna and Steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment Steve had to leave a little bit early so we get to hang out with Bradley trainer hi from the Colleen and Bradley show they are coming up next we appreciate you working extra of
1: course for you the world
0: Oh, Thank you, Bradley. What are you watching these days? You know, people get to hear all the time what Steve and I are watching. It would be fun to hear what you're up to.
1: Well, most recently, I watched that four-part um, series on Lifetime called Surviving Jeffrey F.
2: Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Towles, you name it—they come. They share new episodes of "You Are What You Read" drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: Epstein, have you seen oh, it? Oh yeah,
2: it's, yep, really
0: Oof. good. Is there? Am I missing? Was there recently a a last part to that?
1: Well, it was just two part, two nights. So there was the first night, it was two parts. Second night, two parts. Two hour long episodes each, so four hours total. And it should be all available now on um, Lifetime or wherever you stream your TV. Okay,
0: so you watch it on Lifetime. I watch the Jeffrey Epstein one. It's called, like, Filthy Rich.
1: Yeah, you're talking about the Netflix series. So the the Lifetime one just came out Sunday, and then the second part premiered on Monday.
0: Okay, I definitely did you learn anything new in this documentary?
1: Yeah, no, I'm glad you asked because and we've told our audience this too. If you watched Filthy Rich, it is absolutely worth your time to watch the 4 hours of Lifetime's um special because okay. you do you do get some like you'll be like, "Oh, I know her," and sadly, I know her story and it's tragic. But you will also get additional layers of people's stories, but you will also meet new people, new victims of Jeffrey Epstein, because this episode, I think, um, really contextualizes the, like, just vast number of victims that there were, and it gives you maybe a deeper look into some of the psychology around the victims, but then also some psychology about Jeffrey Epstein's, um, you know, just maniacal... Yep. tendencies and behaviors yeah yeah
0: yeah oh interesting okay i'm gonna put that on definitely an evil human being
1: yeah you know and that's not Um, a word i like to use very often obviously but that's like that if if evil means anything when applied to people you will see it next to jeffrey epstein's name and feel totally fine with it
0: and for people who aren't super, I mean, I don't know how you cannot be real familiar with the story because, I mean, this has just been, maybe you didn't dig as deep as we did, but basically he had this pyramid scheme of victims. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a good way to describe it? And oh, I think yeah. they do actually describe it in that way, where one girl would come in, give him a quote-unquote massage. He'd give her so much money and say, hey, for every girl that you bring back to me, I'll pay her, but I'll also give you money, and so on and so forth. It's just so disturbing.
2: Yeah, there's but really... I think-
0: no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's important for people to be aware that mm-hmm. this exists in the world yeah, so th- much.
1: And I and I've made that point multiple times. This, this, this story is really so much more than just Jeffrey Epstein. He's dead now, so you could think, okay, problem solved. Nope, because what Jeffrey Epstein did is not unique to him. The victims are unique to him, and the story is unique to him, and that's why it's be, uh, been so fascinating to watch, because it's a real story happening to real people. But right. beyond that... He just used what is available to him in the way of resources, power, um, you know, money, uh, political power, business power. All of it. was able to marshal all those things to get what he wanted, which was, you know, young women. And I don't for a second believe that he was unique in that. So it, it shows us how people are able to to do this. And I think that should be a lesson to keep our eyes peeled for other people that are doing this. Um I mean, you really do see, like, on a like, like, even though you would think I can't relate to this story because it's Jeffrey Epstein, you could relate to the women in the story, right? And I bet we'd all have come across women who have been victimized in this way, absolutely. Or, or and 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 we don't even realize it. So now we're getting this roadmap, and I think it'll help everybody who pays attention be more aware of what sex trafficking. Right? It's not like a a, a James Bond. No. Sort of plot? It's
0: happening. You know, and as a matter of fact, it's, I think Minnesota or Minneapolis has one of the highest um, rates of sex trafficking in the country.
1: Wow, I did not know that. And
0: I only found it out because I went to an event. Um, you know, it was like a, a fundraising event where um, detectives and police officers spoke about it. Okay. And how it's happening right under our nose. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of like. I just see it as an educational yeah. experience to just know that this is out there and to for them to like refer to these women as prostitutes in the beginning it was like no these are children these are these are young girls how are they prostitutes they're they're being manipulated
1: exactly into
0: they didn't know and, you know they didn't understand
1: and don't you feel like now we're in a time where we're more willing to see things for What they are beyond the stereotype. Like, you know, we used to just think of women who, you would think the women who said, Jeffrey Epstein had his way with me. He sexually assaulted me. He raped me. Whatever the account was, maybe Mm -hmm. 10, 15, 20 years ago, we'd be like, oh, those women just want attention. Those women are just trying to get his money because he's got a lot of money. And when people have a lot of money and power, they, you know, want to, they want a piece of it. And so they're, you wouldn't, Jeffrey Epstein would be centered in that story not the women and I think the difference in 2020 is that these women's stories are centered and we can all understand thanks to the the yes. knowledge that they've shared with us how you could get caught up in this and have absolutely no intention of doing so, even if you made bad choices along the way in your own life that were totally unrelated to this story.
0: Yes, one thing has nothing to do with the fact, you know, that they were abused by this man. Kind of like the, um, oh gosh, R. Kelly. I mean, same exact thing.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: You know,
0: just the taking advantage. But also... I think people are listening more to these women, not just the, the young girls, but adults who maybe were young. And have you checked out On the Record? No. With, um, this. Oh, this is a, I mean, you probably need a break from the darkness. But On the Record is, I believe this is on HBO, and it's a documentary of one woman, her name is Drew Dixon, to bring um, Russell Simmons to justice. And she tells her story. And she also, it poses like these bigger questions about the treatment of black women by the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's just very interesting from a cultural standpoint. So she worked for Def Jam Records. And she was raped by Russell Simmons, according to her account. And she kind of talks about how you don't come forward because there's also a level in the in black culture where because men are already getting the crappy end of the um, criminal justice system mm-hmm. that that's just adding to them. So there's almost like an unspoken rule where you don't throw guys under the bus in your quote unquote community kind of thing.
1: Like People so don't so feel it it makes grateful it or people don't feel right coming forward for fear that they're going to lead to, or they're going to, in some You're way You're putting yourself additional... before the race. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just a very, very interesting um, huh. uh, story. And again, I mean, maybe this will bring Russell Simmons, you know, to justice at some point. Well, and I think again... there's many stories.
1: Yeah. And I think again, you know, everybody wants to... I think in this moment, people are like, there is a, a certain segment of the population who thinks like, this Me Too movement, it's out of control. Everybody, yes. everybody's afraid for, But then I think if you're maybe not so hair on fire about it and you sit back and pay attention and we've talked a lot about these stories on our station and Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you would feel a similar way. It's like we're all just being educated. You know, it's like so many things going on in the world. If you just stop and listen to what people are saying, you hear a lot of the same things. So I don't feel like I feel like um, I'm grateful for that because it's shifted the way that I look at these stories and where we might have just written something off as tabloid or, like, people like Rose McGowan, I think about, like, it was easy to write her off as, quote, mm-hmm. crazy. Right. Or just, you know, a little off. And she has right. a thing against men. Um, but as people added their voice to hers and other women who were also yes. looked at as, you know, like, trying to get attention, which, like... I still don't understand what woman, <laughs> what yeah, person wants to
0: tell that story
1: It's like, I'm going to tell a story about being raped that didn't happen just so I can get attention. There are so many better right. ways. But, exactly. Yeah. But but again, it's just it's now we're in such a, a much better place to receive all of these stories. And I'm grateful for that yes. because that means these women maybe get a little bit of healing in the process.
0: A hundred percent could not agree with you more. Didn't mean to go super dark. No. At the end of the show um but no thank you for for that and i'm gonna make sure i check out that that documentary on lifetime and i'm gonna watch um, on
1: the record thank you for the recommendation yes,
0: you're welcome what do you have coming up on your actual show today the colin and bradley show thank
1: you well we're not gonna get serious the first segment we're gonna talk about britney spears a post was removed from her account and it means no it means something's going on <laughs> and we'll oh tell God. you does what. does that
0: mean is? you're gonna get the goober smoochers or whatever yes the smart. goober <laughs> smoochers
1: just
5: for you <laughs> Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts.
4: Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking.
5: Where
2: next?
4: You earn 10X miles on hotels and rental cars and 5X miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2X miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet?
2: Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.